Presenting the Cones of Dunshire, a brand new gaming experience. Eight to 12 players, two wizards, a maverick, the arbiter, two warriors, a corporal, and a ledgerman. Now the ledgerman just keeps score and he wears this hat. Oh boy. Now the object is to accumulate cones, four cones wins, but in order to get a cone, you have to build a civilization. The other amazing thing is the challenge play. Actually, let me tell you more about the trivia cards because you're going to need to know about roadblocks first. No, never mind. The thing about the challenge play is that it's basically the game in reverse. Then you roll three dice to see how many dice you roll with. Oh, 16. Perfect. Lots of choices. Okay, each turn goes roll, buy, action. I mean, obviously this would be much taller in the real game. But the corporal can veto. This should be green too. How did this happen? Are the cones a metaphor? Well, yes and no. What, what, is, what is this called again? The Cones of Dunshire. Oh my God. The Maverick should be able to trade lumber for agriculture credits. How have I not thought of this before? This is nothing, right? Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. So stay tuned. Hello again, I'm Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and with me, once again, Big Vinegar himself, Lars Periwinkle. Hello, I apologize. Just in general? You're just apologizing? I'm just going to do that at the beginning of every show, I don't... That probably covers us. Anymore. Yeah, it probably covers us for whatever happened on the previous show. Just, just blanket apology, but not one of those bullshit like if you were offended apologies. Just legit. Yeah, yeah. No, be- best case scenario, I was an unfunny disaster that wasted your time. Yeah, and like all we could ever hope for is someday to be a funny disaster that wasted your time. And that's really yes. <laughs> that's we, the yeah, dream. We yeah. So then we then we could host the Tonight Show. A zinger. <laughs> Speaking of wasting time, I, we have four people staring blankly at computer screens, waiting to be introduced. Would you like to introduce any of them? Um, uh, sure. I would. I would like, dear listeners, to have the honor of introducing you to a person who decided to marry me during a pandemic. Non- nonetheless, this is um, this is uh, Julia Periwinkle. Hiya. <laughs> <laughs> I've worn her down already. She has nothing left. <laughs> That's all I have. Listener, scrap of energy. Listeners may remember Julia from uh, previous anecdotes, such as we hired Insane Clown Posse to wish you guys luck. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like she's come up other times that I'm not remembering. You're, you're very cagey about your personal life. But. I believe I was the cleaning lady several times. That's how you guys met, is she was a cleaning lady. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> for Lars's office oh, complex. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're here every day anyways. What do you say? Here's <laughs> what I bill you for. Cleaning. <laughs> uh, all right. Do... Julia, do you want to introduce anyone else? I asked Lars to introduce everyone, and he only went for you, which is sweet. That that's I love that you were his top priority. Oh, no, no, and that's sure, a good test. sure. I'll keep going. I'll um. <laughs> here is the um, uh, the the other person who married down. Um, Molly Molly Regan. <laughs> I was like, what did Amy ever do to you that you? <laughs> I know he's right. Oh my god! With all all four of us gentlemen, we all know that we did very well for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn right you did. <laughs> um, r- returning to the program after a short hiatus is our friend Marty McGuire from uh, from Manhattan. Hi, Marty. Hi. Who, who's waving? For some reason, yeah. <laughs> just waving to all of We're you. Going. I want yeah. I want my fellow show people to feel uh, greeted. We can feel we can we can feel the love. And um, returning after a quite a, a quite a long hiatus is our friend uh, our friend Andy. Hey everybody, how's it going? Who has come up several times in the past year or so because I keep recanting that that really excellent um, trip we took to L.A. to go to their wedding and the ridiculousness of sitting in the car. While this man wrote his vows three minutes before he gets married, <laughs> those, those are some good vows. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, perhaps, well, hopefully, you guys aren't wondering. Perhaps our listeners are wondering why we have assembled all of you today, and it's uh, because Avengers like. <laughs> yes. Uh, you guys all missed your opportunity to say on your left, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> um, we have gotten your cards and letters. And uh, singing telegrams and uh, the old cameo posts, cameo posts from members of uh, 90s clown based hip hop groups. Uh, We've gotten all of them and uh, we've heard you. And even though we had been delayed because of uh, this current pandemic, we have decided to do a slightly late Hobo Madness tournament. Because everyone was asking me what happened for the tournament, and I think in return, we have a question for you. Y'all ready for this? Rights to Jock Jams, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's public domain, I do, I do believe. <laughs> they offered Jocks, it. Jocks like, don't know how to copyright things, so it's public domain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote song. It's good song. Pump up song. I also, I'm just amazed. Can we take a minute to appreciate, Lars, that's your least favorite part. I love that you're, like, marriage has softened you, that you've, you've fully embraced. <laughs> Y'all ready I mean, for this? The, the, I, the first one is always exciting, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the tourney goes. Okay. Well, uh, we put a lot of thought into this. Uh, you know, that's what we've been doing with this extra time is planning uh, meticulously for, uh, for an extra month now. And what we came up with is uh, we are going to, as we do, pit some uh, fictional characters against each other. But in this case, they will not be battling uh, they will be surviving a quarantine. <laughs> uh, so we we came up with a list of shows, and then we came up with uh, our sort of guiding principle was finding shows that uh, had a deep 
bench of characters that we're familiar with. Hopefully everybody on this show uh, knows these shows and these characters. Uh, and then we randomly drew uh, based on one of four character types of either, and just, and this is to see how they would survive in the pandemic. And the, the four character types we went for is uh, cannon fodder, you know, someone who would be gone pretty quickly from the show. Uh, then we went for like the average person, you know, just normal, every guy, you know, every girl, uh, just average character, uh, the survivalist, you know, the one who had the best chance and then the wild card. So, uh, we drew these four character types from the shows and we put together brackets, uh, and we're going to see how it plays out. And as the rounds advance, uh, it'll get more difficult. But for this first round, our thought was that it's going to be sort of as it is now. Uh, that it's in the middle of a quarantine. Uh, they, they're they able to move around as they would. They're, they're able to get supplies if they want. But we're going to start them at a point of... Uh, and I, I didn't run this by large, so I hope you're fine with this. But I was thinking, like, put them in Florida. I, I like the idea of uh, Florida as a starting point. Uh, but they're in a neutral space. They have no supplies and they're allowed to move around as they want. They're allowed to get supplies if they want, but that's it. They have to survive a pandemic. Uh, any questions from the, the two guys who are learning this I for the first one. time? Oh, sure. Go for it. How is Florida a neutral space? Well, Florida <laughs> is not a neutral space. I'm saying neutral space in that we, if their characters were like, you know, we know their living space. They're not in their own homes. They're in a new location that is not theirs. Okay. So that that's a good question. This, yeah. Do we assume this place has like toilets and kitchens and It has toilets and kitchens, but it doesn't have toilet paper or food. Great. Yeah. And they're and they're alone. They're alone, yeah, and we'll say for the purposes of this, next door to them is the person that they're competing against. Okay. okay. So it's an apartment that, complex. That that is that is interesting. So the they're in a, a a modern home with running water. They don't necess- They don't really have the things that they absolutely need. And they're in they're in Florida. Boy, I. But yeah. like they have housing security. Yeah. Like. Great. Yeah. What's that first matchup? All right. So the first matchup is Troy Barnes, uh, who we all know from Community, and Ben <laughs> Wyatt of parks and recreation fame and if you're wondering these are two of uh we consider them the average character from these are the like typical this is this is average character versus average character i'm almost surprised troy wasn't a wild card but i guess he does count as an average character it was hard with community because i don't think anyone is truly average think- on that show yeah, he was he was less he was less of a wild card or a survivalist than than any of the other characters on his. Particular I'll buy that. Program. Yeah, I'll buy it. So we're saying who's gonna who's gonna last longer, alive or who's gonna like snap first? Is what are we deciding? All of that really. Just who who's making it to the next round? <laughs> based yeah, on I, th- I think I think yeah. But really, the the our purpose is to pick like who who might thrive the best, who might who might outright fail immediately and, and just kind of figure out who's going to do better. All right. Then, then I have another question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they have media access? Do they have access to like internet, computers, television? Good question. Let's say for this round that they do, 
Ben Wyatt. <laughs> well, this is an interesting one because both of them, I feel, are pretty well matched when it comes to the ability to entertain themselves. Like, yeah. their imagination, their creativity, their ability to, like, stay creatively and intellectually stimulated is good. I, I do wonder. So I, I think it's fair to say that Ben Wyatt may be best known for the Cones of Dunshire. Of course. A, 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 a re- I feel that that's a disservice for Requiem for a Tuesday, but I'll allow it. <laughs> I, I, I like to think of it um, b- because it's a game that he spent all this time making on his own to play with other people. I, I feel like Ben can occupy his time. Uh, I don't know about Troy without Abed. Well, Troy, yeah. what we know from Community. Troy did survive without Abed theoretically, or he died. I don't know, but he left the yeah, show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He got on. He got. Yeah, we on don't know what happened to him. Navigate the globe, and we don't know what happened. And yeah. he had Lavar Burton then too. Yes. He, here's where I think, outside of the creativity, where I do think Ben has an edge, is so they need to actually get real world supplies, and I don't think Troy knows what to get to actually buy a bunch of candy. sustain himself. And Ben does. And we know this because he tried to teach April and Andy how to do this. He's also a financial planner. I think he knows how to like plan properly as an adult how to function better for the long haul. Yeah. And I think Troy I- is going to end up spending whatever resources he has on things that he really doesn't need. I mean, you're talking about spending resources, pardon me. No. But I, you're talking about spending resources, but um, in in this scenario, he could it could very well be a matter of, of physical fitness that it's going to take to collect resources and get them back to your. That is um, true. We've yeah, we saw Troy survive better in like a the zombie episode of like Troy's got more fight in him for sure. If yeah. it's like he's physic he's physically fit, yeah. Uh, I also, I do want to just factor in, I think with Ben, we have to consider emotional fatigue in that, like, that Requiem for a Tuesday episode is all about how massively depressed he is and how he's really struggling in isolation. It's the same thing when he makes the Cones of Dunshire, too, because he shows it to Leslie and he's so fucking excited about it. And then she's like, good job, buddy. And he's like, Jesus Christ, I need to get back to work. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Troy is better at staying in stasis. Yeah, Troy's sort of even keeled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How long can a person survive on calzones is the real (laughs) question. Forever. A long time. (laughs) Pizza? Never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I would like... Oh, go ahead, Andy. I was going to say, I I think Molly has the best point that that Troy probably... in these weird extreme situations that Troy may have the skills to survive, like, you know, when pressed up against a wall, instinct kicks in, but just, like, existence, Troy's not that together, and Ben is. Yeah. You know? So I think, like, maintaining a status quo and maintaining existence, I think that Ben has the significant edge over one Troy Barnes. I think that's in Troy's favor, though, because... The more terrible things get, the more anxious Ben would get. Well, Whereas yeah. Troy would just be able to roll with it better. Well, and I... would be like, okay, well, it's candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner today. I don't necessarily... we'll find a vegetable. I don't necessarily agree with that, though, because we know for a fact that Ben is resilient. Like, Ben has recovered from uh, 
ice town ben has like <laughs> ben has faced like a lot of chaos ben knows how to recover from extreme situations but he also relies a lot on leslie now that's true now he does and troy doesn't yeah. rely on abed Oh, or Annie 100%. or LeVar Burton. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to metagame this a little bit because I think especially early on, a lot of the humor in Ben's arcs in Parks and Rec have to do with him being kind of this like awkward, embarrassed, privileged white guy mm -hmm. and like really putting his foot in his mouth and, and then like having to completely lose a situation in order to not feel like he's being a jerk. And I think especially if we if we encountered a situation where like it's the two of them, they're both reaching for the last whatever could be used as toilet paper. Like, I think Ben is going to say something wrong and then he's going <laughs> to embarrass himself. And then rather than survive, he is going to take the L and just like drift away and die of embarrassment. I, I think semi-related to that, too, that we have to give Troy credit for is, like, if you think about the reality of community, where genres are constantly, and reality is constantly shifting, Troy is much more adaptable in general. And I think tied into that, he'd have an early advantage of, like, okay, this is the new reality. I've accepted it. I think he'd accept where we were at faster. That is true. Like. He would probably just treat it as a zombie movie. And don't forget, I mean, if we're... <clears throat> If the reality is that these two live next door to each other, I think Ben has the edge on his own, and he's very organized and very resourceful and resilient. But if Troy lives next door, he basically just walks walks next door, knocks on the door. Can I have some toilet paper? And Ben cannot say yeah. no. You to know him. that he is a he can. No. That is an excellent point. Well, yeah. then using it for a costume. No, that I feel bad about taking your last bit of food, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's also weird. We, I guess we have to factor that in, too, when we're talking about uh, Troy's need for socialization. Maybe he just bugs Ben, and maybe that actually wears Ben down faster that Troy is <laughs> over there every five minutes, like, yeah. asking him for things. The more I don't know. I feel like Andy and April are more annoying than Troy, though. But he gets annoyed with them a lot and gives them a lot of supplies and attention and whatever they he still, need. He still appeases them because it's easier for him to just to just give in than it is for him to refuse. And what is Troy if not just really a deconstructed Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta say I'm I'm leaning towards Troy for these reasons. I think Ben plays himself. I think on paper he's better equipped, but I think he kind of martyrs himself for Troy, essentially. I mean, yeah. I'd put, put him on his own or in any other state but Florida, and maybe, <laughs> maybe Troy doesn't get that edge. But being the chaotic good that Troy is and the neutral good that Ben is, I think that he takes advantage of the situation, probably without his knowledge, and ends up depleting Ben of, of his resources for his own good. I'm sold. All right. Yeah, and I actually do also, think... If if there are cops in front of the grocery store, we didn't even discuss the fact that Ben would not be able to handle any police like telling him to wear a mask or like. There's straight up National Guard out here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, He's yeah. Screwed. That are... might be a wash, though, because Troy would be a black guy in Florida. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, political. I, I didn't mean to get dark. That's not political. I think it's just That's a reality. Not political. <laughs> That's not just political. America. It's just, true. It just sucks.
right. Well, we have our first uh, our first round winner locked in. Troy Barnes. All right. Way to go, Troy. Sorry, nice Benji. Habit. Maybe next time, buddy. No, oh, uh, maybe next time. What's that? You starved to death in a pandemic? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry to hear. He forgot about the cones. Partridge, Minnesota is going to throw us a fucking parade. All right, matchup two. All right, this is a battle of the fancy suits. We have Howard Hamlin of um, Better Call Saul and Niles Crane. Obviously, uh, Frazier. And these are, if you're wondering, these are both cannon fodder from these shows. Ah. <laughs> uh, I gotta go Howard Hamlin, a gut reaction. Okay. Because Niles, Niles has shown time and again to be relatively helpless without either Frazier or his servant staff or anything. So I think if he's left to his own devices, I think there have been a couple of episode arcs where like his staff quit and he was a disheveled mess within like 36 hours. I don't know. He lives he, at the, what is it? The, the Montana. Montana. Yeah. And that's also not true. He has a whole, like there's a major series arc where he ends up having to that's lose true. everything and is at the Shangri-La. Yeah. I think for, and I think, I think when we left him only because I, I, maybe you guys can remind me because I usually leave Frazier before the last couple of seasons. Same. But he, he ended up being a pretty confident guy when we, when and we more him, like he right? found himself more towards blue collar, but like ending up with Daphne, he kind of like gave up some of the snobbiest edge of himself and like found comforts. There's like a burger place that he really ends up loving. Like burger, I burger, burger. <laughs> yeah, like he becomes oh, much more like <laughs> down to earth towards relatively so. Uh, but I, I think no the, wonder nobody watched those seasons. <laughs> this sounds really insipid. <laughs> I, I think. It, they didn't need of them, but but they they work. I think the the question with Niles though is what we have to factor in is in whether this is a plus or a minus. But he is a noted germaphobe. Yeah. Mm. So I think that does that help him or yeah. does that paralyze him in this situation? I want to say it paralyzes him. I think that he would probably heavily rely on delivery. Um, and be, like not going out to places, so he'd probably be shut in even further. Um. But at the same time, like, you only really see Howard Hamlin, and granted, I've only watched the first three seasons of Better Call Saul, but you only really see him in a professional setting. You don't really see what his home life is to get a, a full picture, at least from what I've seen. So I can't speak to, like, to know what he's like when he takes off the French collar. And Which, you know, we haven't really seen, but I can, I can tell you um, to that point that when Howard is used to portraying himself as a confident person. Like, he seems to be a normal person, but he has to portray himself to the outside world as being a hugely confident person. And when that confidence does, and it does, get put into question, he falls apart at the seams, like, immediately. Yeah. The man just becomes a puddle in the yeah. face of any real adversity. Yes. Can we I mean, take as a... Soon as, as soon as, uh, what's his face? Chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost yeah. his license or the insurance thing. When happened. any when anything was called into question, he the really whole did. Firm went down. Whereas Niles kind of lived as a puddle, and that was kind of that was kind of his well, jam. He made it through. <laughs> Here's my thing with Niles is that he is a like extremely like uh, germphobic. However, he, that doesn't limit his ability to go out. What it does is he 
is extremely precautious with everything he interacts with he's yeah. you can watch him disinfect things you can watch him the way he interacts with the world right so I yeah, I'm, if that... I'm imagining like these side-by-side -side montages of like niles getting ready he's like putting on the gloves and the mask very yeah. precise he's moving yeah. through the world with like one hand that one finger he uses to open doors and this other guy is like just sweating buckets and shaking hands confidently with everyone he meets and and like by projecting this era uh, or this aura of confidence, he is doing all of these horrifically risky things, <laughs> and he absolutely like he gets the he gets whatever the disease is. Let's call it COVID nineteen, uh, and he's it's done good for improv. That's <laughs> <laughs> the like, Where did you like, come up with that one? <laughs> like it's weird to have that, but like almost this like like the pandemic almost validates all of Niles' kind of like extreme like behavior of like no i got this i already know how to like open doors with my feet and yeah, like work everything yeah. with my elbows like i'm i'm good niles definitely already has a some sort of uh like panic howard hughes room in his home someplace but he's not in his home right, but he, he's not in his home yeah. but he knows how to navigate it like for oh, sure sure. you never say every time he walks into nervosa he's already like uh wiping down chairs like Right. The idea that yeah. there are... He was made for this. Yeah, the, I was going to say, the idea that there are germs, a germ out there that's going to, you know, kill you, like, he just interacts with the world that way already. I do. He puts on his his level A hazmat suit, puts in his earbuds that are playing Chopin, and then he goes to the store and gets his uh, Chablis. No, I do... he doesn't use earbuds. That That's just ear infections waiting to happen. <laughs> I, I do Maybe think there's, there's one thing you're canceling headphones. I think there's one thing that we need to factor though, and I'm going to Marty this a little bit, uh, which is does Howard Hamlin know that he's competing against Niles Crane? Because to me, that changes everything. Like I agree with <laughs> everything you're saying, that's valid. but does Howard know that he's playing Niles? And if so, I think that gives him a huge advantage, like psychologically. Sure. Well, yeah. you know, if they live next door to each other and Howard sees Niles doing better than himself, that does change the dynamic a bit. Now, it doesn't change his skill set, nor no. does it change his emotions so much, but yeah, it definitely gives him a goal. Yeah, like if he's and playing he Niles, like goal-oriented person. I feel yeah. like he would sabotage Niles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. like I yeah, think there's a reasonable to, chance of that. Yeah. So, because that to me, because I, I see what you guys are saying about Niles, but if Howard is trying to actively beat him, I think that yeah. that has to be considered. How far would he go, yeah. do you think? Like, would he get in that fresh direct and just, like, wipe some found gloves on there? Like, like what's, what even, is his limit? What if he like, tells Niles that he has the disease and then coughs on all of Niles' supplies to get them or something like that? Like, oh, I'm sick. Cough, cough, cough. Like, oh, I already touched this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the same thing with like Troy asking for stuff from Ben. But here's the thing: you have to but. you have to look at Niles as a character who is so invested in uh, like introspection and really looking at like why am I behaving this way? What is going on? Like that's such a strong theme in the show with those characters and with so much time alone or just with one other person, like, I don't, I'm not saying it wouldn't work. I'm not saying it's not something to consider, but I also feel like that's Niles who's going to sit around and be very invested in doing, like, psychological deep dives. Like, that's but already his thing. I'll counter that by saying, 
that he usually has his sounding boards of Daphne, Frazier, and his dad. 100%. To help him work through those things. So if he's left to his own devices, it, he may not have the same level of success and he may just fall into a, a state of existential dread and panic and all of that, especially yeah, with a guy actively competing with, against without, him. Without those sand, sounding boards that Andy was talking about, he married Maris. That's true. Well, he did have those sounding boards and married Maris, and then he grew. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frazier was away in Boston. They weren't really in touch. No relationship with Marty. Yeah. And Daphne didn't exist. So he didn't have those sounding boards. <laughs> He had his rich country club set friends. Okay, but at what point in the show People are we People much pulling, like Howard Hamlin. Are we pulling Niles because this is past that and he's grown? <laughs> but I, I mean, think... that's true. And he might be, he might be um, a bit of a mess. He might be a little oblivious. But Niles is not naive, nor yeah. is he stupid. Yeah, that's right. the thing. Is you that say the same about both of them, though. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just saying in the, in the event of Howard trying to um, sabotage him, I'm not saying that Niles isn't, isn't going to see right through him right away, but he's not a stupid man. Yeah. I feel like... Okay, well then, this is where I can do... Do we have any idea how well-read Howard Hamlin is? Because this is where I go, well, what, like sabotage is Niles going to compare this to like in a literary sense like is he going like well this is just like what happened in this classic book or something I mean Howard is Howard Howard comes from muddy like Howard kept up with Chuck too yeah yeah true yeah that's the thing yeah he's used to his own Fraser Crane in Chuck (laughs) and his dad was also a brilliant lawyer and he comes from money and was theoretically well-educated Maybe they both just keep each other alive by keeping each other really mentally stimulated. I do want to take a moment to say that I think they love each other. Like, I actually think these yeah, two guys yeah. get along really well. I think they'd be Aww. pals. They would thrive better together than separate. But My goodness. That's how we have them. I, I'm so, I'm not shocked, but I am disappointed that it only took us to the second matchup before we suggested that they team up and cry. <laughs> Maybe everyone should be friends. <laughs> All right. Well, what we'll- is the true lesson? Everyone should work together during pandemics and we can get out of this just fine. This is what our cautionary tale. This is what we're <laughs> secret. All right, where's everyone out though? Like I I, I think I we've think re- I'm at I'm at oh, Howard no, Hamlin. I think, I think I'm with Niles, honestly, because I feel like Howard would wilt without being able to go out in the world and show off his confidence i mean it seems like a lot of his confidence is external i the the reason why i'm leaning towards niles is that he has been dealing with this um this anxiety and apprehension his entire life with the being socially awkward being a germaphobe being all of that and he might i'm not going to say he's been training for this his whole life (laughs) however he had he's kind of built for it I do think that's what's giving him the edge in my mind, too, is that yeah. I think they're pretty even overall, but I think the fact that Niles has always expected something like this to happen, I think he might be eerily calm yeah. when it does. That's It mm-hmm. seems oh. like any anything negative that happens to Howard is a big minus for him. Yeah, yeah like Howard he is can't, a, He can't bounce back very quickly. He's now in this season of the show doing better, but yeah, he was a wreck the previous season. <laughs> I mean, all of those reasons are the reasons why I'm, like, I feel like Niles edges out 
Howard. Not because Frasier is your favorite show. <laughs> Frasier is my favorite show. I mean, I'll disclose that easily, but it is actually. <laughs> um, I mean, if it makes you feel better, I Better Call Saul is my favorite show currently airing on television, and I still think it's not. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, if you, I mean, it sounds like we're all, it's pretty overwhelming for Niles. I will add uh, my thumb to that scale uh, by saying, yeah, one thing we've seen in this very real pandemic is people with anxieties about germs are, are feeling yeah. sometimes a little bit vindicated. And it's like, ah, the rest of the world is finally getting on my page. Yeah. And I, th I think there would be a lot of that from Niles. Yeah. I I, I, living with a germaphobe? Um, I don't see that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh what is a boy to do i mean it's i it's clearly you know five against one so I'm not yeah fight i'm not gonna fight this battle but i will counterpoint marty's argument okay yeah, that's fair it's like more not, generalized not every germaphobe is feeling the same things right now yeah. it's like more generalized people with the, i as someone with anxiety issues the chaos can normalize some of that like it can feel a little more normalized i guess like a little more of a general thing it doesn't apply to everyone <laughs> but uh niles yeah 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 all right dr crane <laughs> all right oh this one <laughs> Uh, this one's interesting. All right, so these were two survivalist picks. Uh, so we have Mike Ehrmantraut of Better Call Saul and Roz Doyle of Frasier. Because uh, we were trying to figure out who would be the survivalist of Frasier. And Roz just kind of felt right. Yeah, we considered Marty, but like Marty being injured and like older... <laughs> You know, like did did yeah. play in, and then there's really not a lot of options on Frasier. Also, but. Marty frequently like won't like. Won't so wait, we're doing two from Daphne the same shows again. For him. Oh yeah, that did end up two from the same shows, and so like yeah, the way that it worked is that it, the seating kind of depended on how we drew the archetypes. So, so in this case, yes, we did end up with two from the same show. Welp. <laughs> I'm overwhelmingly Mike. Yeah, I mean, I homeboy has murder. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a he really unfortunate... He would probably just kill Roz. <laughs> it's a very unfortunate matchup for Roz, uh, I think, just in the way that it worked out. Um, yeah. yeah, because I do think that she has survival skills, but not like Mike or Mintrell survival no. skills. Yeah. This one's barely a debate yeah well, and i think the real yeah. the real problem for roz is that roz is uh no criticism but roz is so tied to her social life that i think it would mm. really oh i didn't get even to consider her. that yeah. yeah it would really yeah. bum her out um and yeah, that, i think the the only edge that she would have in my mind um mike also has and that is um taking care of uh, a child or her family you know yeah and he has that that same thing going on so you put yep. you put mike against like a ron swanson it's a different debate yeah yeah it is a different debate for sure 
but yeah. So but. stay tuned for future <laughs> rounds. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, yeah, does anyone like? Are, we can. This one can be fast. I think. Yeah. No. That's. There's. I don't think there's much to discuss. Yeah. Oh right. I mean. This... No. I mean, we can discuss how how great a character arc Roz Doyle had over the oh. over the several seasons of Frasier. That was a really well written like secondary character. Oh, Roz is a phenomenal character. She's great. Great. Like, Roz is fantastic. Roz is also a really interesting study in like like refusing to be slut shamed which lord knows i love that show but my god do they love I to remember slut shame one time yeah. they were at a um a, it was a dinner or a an award ceremony i don't remember but she was staring at this this hunky dude and uh fraser says um um roz stop undressing that man with your eyes and she says, oh, please, I'm already putting on my pantyhose and trying to figure out where I parked my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like, her constant just, like, yep, I fuck. Yep, you comment on it. Yep. Like, like it's a... <laughs> yep, like, she's you're a, a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> and against anyone else we've mentioned in this tournament, she would blow him out of the water. But not Mike. Not yeah. Mike. We could take yeah. a sidebar if we, if we need filler to talk about Jonathan Banks, who plays Mike. And his role on Community, <laughs> where, where he it, plays Buzz Hickey. Yeah. It did uh, come up, yeah. 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 Same exact character, except he would also use the fact that it's his birthday to <laughs> score points in the apocalypse. He could really <laughs> perfect all, get free uh, toilet duck paper bills. His birthday. <laughs> Publishers are interested. <laughs> you didn't know. Honestly, I don't think he would do well because he'd be getting in fights with pharmacies because he can't take the generic. <laughs> Buzz Hickey's a great character. I just want to throw yes. that out there. Yeah. Sad um, Mike Ermintrell is basically... Yeah. All right. So, yeah. But I think we're locked in. Uh, yeah. No, yep. it's Mike. Rest in peace, Roz. <laughs> Because the people that lose each round die, right? That's what we. That's what this I, is about. I mean, you're saying that. Can we also? I feel like that's. Wasn't well, it the Benji goal is, is who, dead. who survives the pandemic? Was how this was pitched at the, the yeah. top of the show. No, no, was no. It not? I just didn't want to okay. dwell on it because it sounds sad. I... You know, I think it's important to give these characters the respect that their now ended lives deserve. So yeah, let's okay, pour one sure, out sure, for sure. So we find we find um Ben Wyatt starved to death in his home. <laughs> yeah. Um choked on a couch clutching a wizard's probably hat. he just ran out on the street and started probably selling his body for something, but then that didn't work and he contracted another killer disease. And um uh Roz fled to Greenland. <laughs> I think Ben would have been found in his Batman costume. Oh, <laughs> my, yes. Yeah. No, not Sitting that on thing. the Iron yeah. Throne. This is it getting darker well. and yeah. darker. <laughs> it's a pandemic. All right. Oh All right, so God. the final that matchup. probably some kind of pressure cooker dying inside that suit in Florida. Christ, oh. almighty, like a crock pot. <laughs> yeah, it was actually and, well, dehydration that got him. Well, yeah. okay, his but body was actually, kills Pierce in Community, by let's, the way. Let's circle back around, though, because they don't have anything with them when they go there. So did he buy a new Batman suit? Or yep. He ordered it on Amazon. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's, no, you know, let's be fair. Troy took that, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> 100%. Oh, my God. Like, just off of his corpse. <laughs> there is yeah there is a scene of troy walking out like 
Oh, it smells like dead guy. <laughs> but I'm bad. Well, he's not using it. There are weird. I didn't think about that parallel that both Abed and Ben Wyatt wear Batman suits throughout the run of their television shows. How about that? Yeah. Let's. We could also just play this six degrees of separation. It did occur to me because I was remembering one of my favorite Roz Doyle uh, jokes is the episode where Fraser refuses to pay for parking. And then everyone on the show thinks that he and Roz had sex. And so when he comes into the studio, he's talking about how, like, he's addressing the rumors and saying that, like, he got in there and he really regretted it. But luckily, his brother was there to keep him company and he got to leave without paying the dollar fifty. But all of that is the parking attendant is Louise Guzman, who has a statue at Greendale Community College. <laughs> Their most famous oh alumni. Are you, or alumnus. Yeah. Wow. All, right. All right. Uh our next matchup are two wild cards. Uh we have Buster Bluth of Arrested Development and <laughs> Jessa, I don't know her last name of Girls. Jessa? Jessa. The British one. Yeah. The British one. Yeah, Jemima. <laughs> Jemima Kirk. Yes. So we picked Girls because there was a very distinct reaction to a suggestion of girls. It seemed funny at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about her character. Arc I actually, her. I think the real rea- the response and discussion afterwards was they all die. <laughs> yeah, it just, just seemed funny to put the characters from girls into a pandemic situation, I think, Ooh. in the conception stage of this. Uh, yeah. Though I admit to I, the wild card spot is not a fun one for that show, I feel like. I might argue that of all the people on Girls, that Jessa is probably the most resourceful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and given or whatever her, Adam like, Driver's character's name was. Given, like, Jessa's arc, I feel like she is a non-symptomatic carrier who gets <laughs> oh so many other people killed. Yes. And she's like, what? It's not my fault. Maybe they should have had stronger immune systems. <laughs> right she's just out here living her life and it's not her fault that all of the people she knows and comes in contact with are keeling over <laughs> yeah she's you know what she's that's not a, social that, distancing that's yeah. interesting with being asymptomatic because um i i from what i understand the covid19 virus survives the longest on metal and who has a hook for a hand <laughs> <laughs> But we do need to consider the fact that he was in army. So he was in army. <laughs> was I in have army. to go to army. <laughs> so does that give him any skills? <laughs> I mean, he did win all of those stuffed animals. That's true. He won those, those medals, awards, <laughs> and <laughs> trophies from army. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, was. I mean, that... Go, go ahead, Andy. No, go uh, ahead, that was that was the bit of Buster, right? Where it, like he's this useless man baby for so much of the show, and it's like, haha, it's funny. He's going to the military, and it's like, wait, he's kind of good at this in a way that's frightening. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's also good at operating cranes. We discover he's also <laughs> very good at not being seen or heard. He's a Milford man. I, yeah, which I think Whoa. would give him an advantage when it comes to navigating the grocery store and getting supplies when everyone is fighting them each other for them. That's a good point. And social distancing. He's going to fucking crush social distancing. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be okay sitting in a room by himself for hours on end. That's yeah. I'm Just like waiting. Yeah. <laughs> 
I gotta go Buster. I like Buster. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, yeah overwhelmingly, yeah, I think that's where Buster we are. Sure. Right. Yeah, solid. So, so isn't that it? No, that's one half of the bracket. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was eight shows, one person from each show. No, it's two from each two show. Two people. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Why there was two right away from Frasier and Better Call Saul. All right, so our uh, our next uh, bracket is neutral characters. Um, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, we didn't really know who would be truly neutral. This was so, a long discussion to so, decide right? the most yeah. average character on. We, we decided uh, D. Reynolds. I could, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, then we have Marnie, I don't know her last name, also from Girls. Williams. Marnie Young Williams. Williams, yeah. yeah. Allison Williams. <laughs> yeah. I will sh share what I know about her character. It's that one time a guy ate her ass. That's all I got. Well, that guy probably contracted. Yeah. Well, Marty, did he use a barrier? Do we know? Great question. Well, Marty, this is why we had you on the show. You live in New York City. Would you like to go over the guidelines that your city released? I remember that uh, was in You the... know, to be fair, I don't think it was just the city. This was a World Health Organization okay. uh, statement. I, I, I take that back because SNL did a whole bit on it. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was New York City. And um, if you don't live in uh, New York City, you can eat as much ass as you want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, SNL did their SNL at home episode and had a bit did dedicated to this where, where they yeah. said. Uh, yeah, we actually can't say what the city's health guidelines say on the air yeah. because it's too dirty, yes. according to the censors. So we will just call it booty smooching. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was very good. But yes, uh, it's not clear that you can get the novel coronavirus that way, but it's definitely been tested and found that fecal matter contains in, in sick patients the novel coronavirus. Maybe it's inert. I don't know. They don't know. So they say, don't do it. So Use gut reaction, sweet D? Uh, <laughs> did you say the novel coronavirus? I did. That's, that's the name that of was, that's No, the I'm name. sorry. You get, you're confused. Novel is an award they give journalists for excellent <laughs> oh writing. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's noble. N-O-B-L-E. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Noble. My bad. Okay. Noble. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Sweet D. Sweet D seems yeah, more resilient. I think she's a trash monster. Yeah. And she can. She will eat your babies, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she could handle more extreme situations. She's used to more things set on fire. Got worse. Yeah. yeah. Like, she was also in. Then, what was the. Like, she was in high school. She was in, like, a frame of. A back brace. Yeah, back she was the aluminum yeah. monster. Yeah. So yeah. I would imagine there was a lot of quarantining at that point, a lot of, like. Isolation. There was also the episode where she got really into online gaming and was just like a dirt pile of a human where she was just hanging out at home for weeks at a time. So what? I think that she could hang. How did she do? I know they did it. We discussed this. They did a quarantine episode of It's Always Sunny. Like, how did she um, fare in that episode? So it turned out that none of them had the flu. They were just having withdrawal symptoms from alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in fairness to, to, to Sweet D, um, she usually has at least four grown men actively fighting against her. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she's on her own. She might be the happiest. She'll thrive on her own. Yeah, she might yeah. be the happiest she's ever Charlie been. Unless they're playing Charlie McDennis. Unless they're playing Charlie McDennis. 
<laughs> and that's the well, thing she too. She did great at that too, though. <laughs> um, and I'm not, like, I don't know, I don't know where Marnie grew up, but I, I think girls they, they live what? Yeah, East Village, yeah, maybe Upper West Side, hundred percent. They're in the Upper West Side. <laughs> well, no, the show's Lower East Side, but okay. Um, Marnie's clearly an Upper West Side kid who's Upper West Side, it, yeah, slumming it yeah. in Alphabet City for the show. Yeah, go to <laughs> go to go to South Philly, and we'll see how well Marnie fares. I think it's Sweet D all the way. Yeah. yeah. You know that she has just active tetanus at all times. <laughs> also, we yeah. didn't even factor that we're moving Marnie to Florida, which alone might... Where she might, would be a queen. Yeah, alone <laughs> might end her. Like, just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she becomes deputy mayor immediately yeah. of whatever town she's in. Deputy so, mayor of Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, sweetie. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, sweetie. 100%. Three easy Sweetie, ones write, in a row. write down Deputy Mayor of Jacksonville. <laughs> Make sure that's in there for next time. That's canon yeah. now for the tournament. <laughs> Sweetie, Deputy Mayor oh, yeah. that's going in. of Jacksonville. <laughs> cool. All right. Oh, man, I'm excited for this one. Okay, so this one is cannon fodder. <laughs> uh, we have John Lutz of 30 Rock. <laughs> because obviously... And Lindsay Bluth, Arrested Development. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Lutz is something of a cipher, so who knows how well he deals with the outside world, because we only kind of see him being a schlub. And I, Lindsay is ill-equipped to deal with anything. I mean, we so. know that Lutz doesn't worry so much yeah. about toilet paper because he will wear a diaper. <laughs> Mommy's baby gotta have a diaper. <laughs> he, is, he is mommy's baby. John Lutz is mommy's baby. Well, does does this one uh, change if we say that there is a confrontational aspect? I feel like I feel like Lindsay could probably drive Lutz. Like she I, she has the power to to push his buttons. She is well, a, a woman. Well, here's the thing: we do well, know that Lutz, if John Lutz has kryptonite, yeah. it's hunger and women. I was yeah. gonna say Lutz can be very easily manipulated by uh, like any woman, but specifically pretty women. Like, yeah. but he can be manipulated. But how useful is he? Like manipulated to <laughs> what end? All it needs to be is his own. <laughs> to give to give Lindsay his diapers? <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't think he's going to have anything of use, and I don't think he's helpful enough to go to a but store you know, and but buy... But you know what? I think actually, yes. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay has followed... Lizzie, and Lindsay has followed Tobias down some really wonky, non-medically advisable things. She would absolutely contort... Uh, like extort Lutz for his diapers. Yep. And then she didn't take her angry naps. But also, we and need to factor replace in replace them with jorts. <laughs> oh, I think we need to factor in that Lut uh, that uh, Lindsay might not stay at home at all, or quarantine herself, or interact with Lutz at all. She might just be partying and not paying any attention to what's going on or the, aware of it. This is something yeah, to consider Lindsay. that Li Lindsay yeah. loves a stupid social cause. So yeah. if I She's protesting to open up I was going to say, I don't know if this I, is happening in our scenario. She is, she is throwing fundraisers to, to fund the protest. Lindsay is 100% yeah. holding a protest sign saying, I need a haircut. 
Like No, she is. Yeah. She's holding a protest sign saying, I want to go to the hairdressers and then and then fucking the first frat boy from spring break that comes up to her yeah. with a shot. Trying yeah. to and failing. Let's make that very clear. She is not um, successful yeah. at doing yeah. that. Yeah. Some success. Yeah. But yeah, so Let's might just be cowering in the corner of his own apartment safe while she takes herself Walling out. in his own filth. Respawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there like, we go. I feel like Lutz dies the next day, though. Yeah, I mean, he's not doing well. <laughs> he doesn't make it probably. far. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think, he's not going to last But he lasts long. longer. Yes. yes. Right. It's, and it's only because Lindsay is rushing headfirst into the I think Lindsay's gone the, the first day. Yeah. Like, I think, I, yeah, I think yeah. the, the she edge is... whatever the gestation Well, because is. so many of the Bluths are alive because Michael is there to actively keep them alive. And if he's... Especially Lindsay. Like, if she doesn't have that, <laughs> then, like, she's gone. Yeah. Yeah, Dunzo. Yeah, if we're saying that Lindsay, Lin, Lindsay, Lindsay, that's the baby <laughs> that they they born in one and win. It's the one true pairing, Lutz and Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> they're the new Benefer. Um, I think, yeah, you know, if uh, if Lindsay is left to her own devices and someone just says, "You live in this home in Florida now, next to John Lutz," and this shit happens, she's gone. She yeah. isn't even yeah. there. Yeah, buying a house that's huge, throwing giant parties. Just like everything else in John Lutz's life, he's going to succeed by default. Yeah, Yeah, I think you either (laughs) give her a fully stocked house, like with or and she never leaves because she's super lazy, or she goes out to get supplies and then she's immediately diverted with some bullshit protest and but also then, she dies. if she's if she's stuck in a house with all these supplies all she knows how to make is hot ham water <laughs> True. which isn't even hey, edible you mix so. that up you got a stew going <laughs> <laughs> if you knew how often you got a stew going happens in our household <laughs> i think the other thing with Lindsay, as soon as you tell her she can't do something that's all she's gonna yeah do. yeah yeah. No, Lindsay. And so yeah, Lindsay Lutz, plays herself. Yeah. Lutz by the two Lindsay. greatest words in the English language: default. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she would also refuse to wear a mask because it covers her face. That's true. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. Unless she saw a celebrity video of like Madonna doing it, and then like, That's right. Unless there's like a couture mask that <laughs> she could buy for way too much money. I, I could see that her showing. <laughs> I, I could see Plus. her showing Plus. off. Mask. <laughs> yeah. It would say slut. That's what it says. Her mask would say slut. <laughs> and she's bragging. She's like, yeah, Michael, this was the actual mask worn by Madonna when she visited COVID 19 victims. <laughs> they didn't even wash it first. <laughs> exactly. When she adopted COVID 19 victims. No, just COVID 19. <laughs> she adopted COVID 19. I'm so. Let's just, can we just say that Lutz just made it to the second round? I'm or so proud oh, yeah. of Lutz. <laughs> I'm so ridiculously happy for Lutz. That's a win in and oh, of I'm itself. I'm so excited yeah. for his journey from now on. Well done, Lutz. Oh, buddy. Also, <laughs> teaser. He's dumb luck his way all the way to the final. Well, win. teaser. <laughs> next it's round, Lutz like... is going against Sweet D. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lutz has become the dark horse of this tournament. <laughs> He's just glad that these blonde... He's the UMBC. These blonde women are interacting with him. I mean, he's just winning. All right. What do we got? Uh, so this was the survivalist round. Uh, we have Jeff Winger of Community Fame and Ron Swanson of Parks and Rec. 
Gut reaction, Ron Swanson. Yeah, I think this is a bad draw for Jeff Winger, who is known for being charming and for being able to get the upper hand in just about any situation. But this is the worst case scenario for him yeah. of Ron Swanson will not be impressed by Jeff. No. Yeah. No. That's the problem. Where all the other matchups were like <sighs> Troy and Ben and even Niles and Howard, they would they could manipulate each other for their yeah. supplies. But there's no way. Because you know who else is not impressed with Jeff Winger? The population of Florida. <laughs> True. <laughs> or they're you, super what, you think you're You think you're smarter than us? Oh, for a Fancy world where, man. where Jeff Winger and Roz Doyle would have been matched up. I know. That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much indeed. sex. Yeah. Fun. Indeed. They just would have been fucking the whole time. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ron. I mean... In almost the opposite way. Although, here's the thing with Ron and his libertarianism. He may, you know, because the government is telling him to socially distance and things like that. So it's probably good that he's in Florida where they're not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> that probably benefits Ron Swanson. Well, he would also hate Florida. Well, okay, but something so he to... wouldn't want to leave. Something to like, consider... He leave his house. Something to consider with Ron, though. When he gets incredibly ill... He refuses to go to the doctor. Like that he has to be forced to go to get basic medical care. And so he's not gonna get the deoxychloroquine that he needs to cure this <laughs> disease. <laughs> but he's not gonna get that bleach that he desperately needs. Like Ron does actually think that he is stronger than like yeah. illness. So does Jeff though. Isn't there like doesn't Jeff like fight against admitting illness? He does. Well, he falls apart when he understands that he needs cholesterol. Yeah, Jeff, it's not that he doesn't he respects illness, he gets checkups, but any like health, you know, like issues that come up break him emotionally. But that's different. He's broken emotionally. Ron simply refuses to get medical care. And remember that okay, so Jeff Winger works on his body constantly, then fell apart when he when he needed cholesterol medicine. And then when Ron got checked up and said your cholesterol's good and he said, What's cholesterol? <laughs> so he does he he just is um I think he has a biological predisposition to fighting off disease. I don't think it was a biological predisposition. I think it was the uh moonshine that he drank <laughs> as true. a child. That's true. <laughs> he jumps. he har he hardly ever gets sick. He has to sand down his toenails because they're too <laughs> thick for clippers. Yeah. Is there, um, I don't. I don't want to leave us with like Ron Swanson too overpowered here. But, but I, in this yeah, contest, I, I think yeah, Jeff. There is one maybe maybe backup card that Jeff has, which is when charm doesn't work, Jeff will play extremely dirty. True, yeah. true. And and I could see him like actively burning something down or framing Ron for crimes uh, or like contaminating something. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's the truth. Yeah. Also, Ron Swanson will not lie. Yeah. He, he refuses to lie, and that's how Jeff Winger thrives. Yeah, but, well, he's got that, like, dirtbag lawyer history. Mm -hmm. But like, he'll say or do anything to get out on top. But I yeah. feel like his Achilles heel is that he's actually a better person than he leads on, and he would try to destroy Ron but not be able to go through with it because Ron is a fundamentally good person, and he but, won't yeah. do that yeah. to someone. Is it before or after... He got in touch with the 
like community people. I think it has to be after because we don't know what Jeff was like. Yeah, before. yeah, we use we kind of been using the metric of the last time we saw them. This is okay. the person they they okay. sort of were and know their journey. So I, I that think that's definitely what we're beforehand. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Afterwards, can we take a moment? Niles is different. Can we yeah, at least I take think... a moment to appreciate the idea of them sipping? whiskey together at some point yeah that'd be nice they both love they both love expensive single malt scotch yeah boy does that make me like them oh, yeah you know friends. that ron would call him a european for wearing a suit like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well ron, ron doesn't like traveling outside of southern indiana also have we noticed that there's a lot of shit that community characters and parks and rec characters have in common yeah that's true yeah okay all right. Well, but I think we're we're saying Ron, right? I mean, I, yeah, it's hard to make a case no for contest. Jeff. Poor Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Ron would piss and moan about stuff, draw. but yeah, he would he would thrive. Like he would survive. I'm gonna say I Winger, really could. Winger can take the hit. I think Winger could have beaten Mike Ehrmantraut. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I think there's a situation where he could have found a way. In the he same way that Walt Hickey a few times. I think it would be a really good head to head. Yeah, but I think yeah, this is an unfortunate draw. <laughs> uh. So Last, this is we have yeah, two yeah. wild cards. This is my favorite matchup of the tournament. This is I'm a so round one fucking just heavyweight battle that I am very excited for. I'm glad you guys saved this for last. Of yes. course we did. Now yeah, that it's course. been built up. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. So two wild cards. We have Tracy Jordan of 30 Rock and Charlie Kelly of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh god oh god whoever so wins we lose thing. yeah <laughs> charlie does seem nigh unkillable literally survived a bus with? crash in real life and but that's not the character. Yeah. But the character is pretty much just a heightened version it's of pretty him. Pretty much Tracy. Yeah. But we can't assume that he experienced the same things that Tracy Morgan did. But Tracy no, Jordan and, is and we not healthy, yeah. but yet fine. Like, right. Yeah. And we we don't have to assume. Like in the show, didn't he have this? Maybe it was like an after credits thing. There was a whole rant about how he went into a Hardee's. And it was actually taken over by raccoons. A pack of oh, dogs. There was they successfully a, ran yeah. uh, a Wendy's. I ran think a Wendy's. That yeah. was it. I don't know how I got dogs. to a Hardee's and raccoons. That <laughs> was all the details. He also saw, exactly wrong. He also saw a baby giving another baby a tattoo, and they were very drunk. <laughs> they were very drunk. <laughs> yeah, I feel like like Tracy has just made every mistake and and lived to tell the tale. Charlie is Charlie similar. Not? I was going to say, they're, these are, they're cut from the same cloth, for but, sure. They're both yeah, just insane yeah, yeah. survivors. No, very, very well matched. So here's my thing I with think... Tracy that I think needs to be considered, is he will not have Grizz.com or Kenneth in this situation. Yeah. Just definitely going to yeah. be a hit. Like, and he, we have seen him try to go into hiding before. And yeah. uh, and hide from the show and hide. He even hid. He hid from Grizz.com mm -hmm. and yeah. and his wife and every everybody. But it was Kenneth. But it, he was uh, yeah, and he was just like at he a studio Kenneth, ordering so. pizza yeah. to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, he had but that's Kenneth, the thing. He's so. never not had mm -hmm. Kenneth. Kenneth has always been his yeah. Achilles heel. Yeah. That's why he when he leaves the show, he comes back because he still needs Kenneth. Like even when Kenneth wasn't at Thirty Rock, he was still running around doing this work for Tracy. 
Yeah. Remember, there were protests in, outside of 30 Rock, and Grizz and Dot Com were guiding him through it, and he was holding the the wrong hand, the wrong large oh, yeah. African American yeah. gentleman's hand, and got lost immediately, <laughs> yep. and didn't know what to do. He got on the wrong bus, and he was lost and confused. Yeah. Charlie Kelly, I'm pretty sure, lives in the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Charlie also is used to being sent. He has Charlie work, so he's more used to the idea of like doing tasks and like doing the grunt work that no one else wants to do. So and he's remember, more resourceful. Charlie, I also, Charlie's Chris- psyche has deteriorated throughout the seasons, and a lot of that is that he has Frank's resources to fall back on. And yeah. he doesn't have those anymore. He doesn't but have also, those. There's but- that one episode where um, the. Um, food inspector comes in and Charlie does straight up everything right. around these assholes who are planning something with chickens and steaks and airplane miles. So they're just trashing everything that he does and he, he fixes it somehow. He becomes they, kind of like the Liz Lemon of, of yes, Patty's pub. Exactly. All of a so he's not really dependent on anyone to get shit done if i can cross but simile. is he huffing spray paint i think yes we need to consider but if he's going to drink bleach he, to cure themselves it's here's the thing. Fucking say, yes. here's the thing. is there any shortage of sh- of spray paint? i was gonna no. say he can go out and get supplies would he be able to get <laughs> spray fine. paint and glue he in can florida get cat food he can get spray paint <laughs> I remember I remember Tracy Jordan saying once, and I'm still not decided on this, guys. I'm just presenting evidence. Tracy Jordan saying one time, family, who's in charge of my thirst? <laughs> because he was he wanted a drink and no one was around. Could, that is the thing. Yeah. Could Tracy get Charlie to keep him alive? Holy crap. Hmm. Oh, shit. Again, yeah. it's a team up. Yeah. There it is. Because that's the only way they both survive. <laughs> Here's the thing. Well, I think Charlie survives no matter what. Hold on. Th- yeah, yeah, more and more I think you're right. Actually, I think Charlie is a literal cockroach. Real? Honestly, I think nothing kills him. Wait, so they're in Florida, and we know both of them have a penchant for animals. Tracy for exotic animals, and mm-hmm. Charlie for cats. So do they end up attracting Carol Baskin's cat rescue oh my yeah, god a cat rescue and like a gator and snake <laughs> like yeah. unofficial like Joe Exotic type zoo I think we do have to consider like no one wants to actually choose between these two people and I no I'm but... just considering the reality of the situation I think that's a good point because so if they're living in our reality and they still have access to television which we established they watched Tiger King so do they try to go to the actual locations from Tiger King when they're bored. Yeah. Does Tracy try to go to Carol? Because they're in Florida. Does he try to go to Carol Baskin's big cat rescue and buy a tiger? Like he and doesn't does even. Charlie ca- try to put kitten mittens on them. <laughs> He's just volunteering. He just is there, just like, no, it's fine. You don't have to pay me. No one pays me for anything. Like, just I got. Are it. you tired of your tiger scratching everything up all the time? <laughs> Did you try to I'm, feed your husband to a tiger and they bit you in the process? I'm picturing both of them opening their doors at the same time and like hitting each other like um <laughs> odd couple. I'm imagining Charlie offering cat food to Tracy and him being like, "Oh, what kind of caviar is this?" and he fucking loves it. Being like, "That's and not the cat food I eat." Friends. 
Yeah. I know. They walk out their front doors, make eye contact, and both go, meow. <laughs> and then they go to Carol Baskin's sanctuary. I can't tell I you don't. that story. It's insulting to women who have had a tiger sneeze on their boobies. <laughs> um, if you're talking about talking about who who is able to survive with little to no resources, it's no contest. But I mean, them both being wild cards, it's really hard to say what they would do and how they would make it work because yeah. they both have made it work, yeah. whatever it is. Because Tracy came from nothing, but he yes. hasn't been with he nothing hasn't for a long been time. With nothing for a long. Charlie time. still he, eats cat food to go to sleep. He also hasn't and been without Grizz Kenneth. And dot com for a very long time yep. or resources. So but, who knows if he would thrive? Nice to but meet you, Charlie, dot com. <laughs> Charlie, you know, in the episode where they acknowledge that he's a wild card, cuts the brakes on their own van. So like would he <laughs> yeah. would he wild card to the extent of like fucking yeah. himself over? <laughs> I would Dude. I would like to bring up another wild card who has not been named, but I think would have a strong bearing on Tracy's survival. And that is Dr. Spaceman. Oh True. Dr. Spaceman. Because he's going to do whatever Dr. Spaceman well, tells him to do. I would do. have to imagine True. in this reality, Spaceman is working for Trump's like task force. Like, he's doctor. doing the press conferences. <laughs> he's well, replaced Dr. Fauci. Yeah, for sure. He's, oh, he's Fauci's job. Like yep. No, I want them to know. So if you... If you... <laughs> <laughs> If you get coronavirus from seven different people, then it just cancels out in your system. Yeah. <laughs> Try Dr. Spachemin's feel-good tonic for COVID-19. It's, it's cocaine. Just bleach. Yeah, it's I, I, th just, I think it's just bleach is like the label. <laughs> <laughs> just bleach. Surprise! You can't get it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it I think those two just bleak. those two things are are really working against Tracy, who yeah. I think otherwise has a lot going for him. But yeah. the fact that he he has had to he's tried to leave and had to come back because he needs Kenneth to keep his life in order, and he will do anything Doctor Spichemin says. And Doctor Spichemin is definitely doing some quack doctoring. Yeah. I think that that's too much uh, to overcome. I do, given yeah, that Charlie I, is I, a literal cockroach, right? And I think that <laughs> Charlie, honestly, like he got he gathers supplies that he thinks he needs, and it won't be any su supplies that he actually. It'll be like a Roomba and some bugles. He's and, not gonna get a Roomba. He and, can sweep and five gallons of <laughs> whole milk. Sweep. And then he's going to go into the crawl space with a lantern and just wait it out I was and somehow he will emerge i also he's think charlie paint all over his face i also think charlie can entertain him can keep himself entertained oh he's better. writing yeah. more and Tracy day man oh, nightman yeah. content in quarantine well that's true nightman that's right because tracy also yells at his tv tv on pornography <laughs> oh tracy does tracy jordan have pornography in this <laughs> scenario if he does, he doesn't know how to play it. Yeah. He doesn't know how the computer works. Wait, here's here's a matchup. Tracy Jordan and Tracy Jordan's sex doll. <laughs> yeah, does he get his sex doll? No, I or think, can yeah, he I buy think, one in like Florida? Oh, well, he definitely yeah, buy one in can. Florida. You can definitely buy a Tracy Jordan sex doll in Florida. And Charlie I, might I miscount the men. Vote. Yeah. I think if pressed to vote, I got to go Charlie Kelly. I yeah, Same. I think it's Charlie. I really don't want to decide, but Charlie. Yeah, it's and I would say uh, it may it feels bad to me personally to say this, 
but I think it is Charlie. And mm-hmm. I hate to see Tracy go. Mm-hmm. And I will say that it is only because the writers of Always Sunny never made, tra- never made Charlie seem like a real human being with flaws. And the writers <laughs> of 30 Rock, they made Tracy a real human being with flaws. Yeah. They, they did indeed. Curse you, Tina Fey. (laughs) This is her fault. If you're mad at anyone, you're mad at Tina Fey. Just remember that. (laughs) Ain't it the truth. And John Lutz. (laughs) Well, obviously. Oh my God, Lutz made it through and Tracy Jordan didn't. (laughs) (laughs) What have we done? Oh man. Anything can happen in a pandemic quarantine. Get the man his blimpies. (laughs) Oh my God. No That's right. He probably has such an immunity in his gut bacteria <laughs> oh, totally. because of all the blimpies and the blimpy. I remember, Subway. I remember and... he's been he's been warming up marshmallows in his pocket. Oh you know, you know what we didn't talk about is the fact that he's been collecting colorful beads this whole time for some reason. <laughs> he's going to wear them to the ball. Right. <laughs> oh my and god! He if he ever has a car. Yeah, Ben didn't make it so he can never meet Ben to play Cones of Dunshire. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're starting over. Throw this away. <laughs> All right, yeah, toss out round one. Uh, we got to start over. So, so we have the quarterfinals set? We have the quarterfinals set. Damn. So, mm-hmm. so should we read them down and to hype people up for next week? or? Uh, yes, we have Troy Barnes versus Niles Crane. Boy, I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Mike Ehrmantraut versus Buster Blues. Oh my god! We can call that. <laughs> we can probably call that now, oh but man, we're going to do guys, it anyway. So excited! Oh uh, Sweet D, Deputy Mayor of Jacksonville, versus John Lutz. I love it. <laughs> yep. Yes, gotta love it. And Ron Swanson versus Charlie Kelly. That's wow. the match. Whoa! That's the match. Dude, wow. Yeah, that side of the bracket is insane. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's your your Texas OU weekend right there, baby. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, uh, and I won't acknowledge it. I'm, I'm, in reference. I'm a man, goddamn. Oh man! All right, does anybody uh, any parting words, Marty or Andy or Julia or Molly? Anything you guys want us to? Follow what are we know. talking like plugs and things? Yeah, plugs yeah. and plugs. things. You have, a, you have an Xbox Live account you want to plug or anything? Heck yeah. Everybody friend me on Nintendo Switch. My number is... No, I'm not going to read that. Uh, <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I'm doing... We have to ask again. It's a, It used to be a podcast. What? And guess what? It is again. Uh, we're doing Yay. shows live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on Facebook. Ooh. I know. I'm sorry, but then we put them up on our on our website as uh, as podcast, so you can subscribe to that again. And our format is now a, a little bit of a fake quiz show where we are connecting with friends uh, who do comedy and improv, and we just have a little bit of uh, human connection in this terrible time. And then we ask trivia questions, which for some reason we're convinced if someone finally gets them right, we will all be shifted back into the proper timeline instead of this terrible one we find ourselves in. <laughs> That's right, good. So, and you're still yeah. are you still working with like the, the the multiverse format that you guys had that I love so much? I guess so. I'm just gonna <laughs> let's just say yeah, because there's no yeah. way to prove that wrong. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for asking Lars, and I'll make sure to work that in to the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh when does this air? Tuesdays at six PM on Facebook. Uh that's Facebook.com slash we have to ask. Nice. And when does this podcast go up? Right now. <laughs> but like, we're like, doing what? this live. You didn't know we were doing this live. Oh, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, tomorrow, for your purposes. 
Okay, great. Yeah. Um, then uh, on Sunday, the Baltimore Improv Group is doing a fundraiser marathon for all of the employees that uh, from the organization that aren't getting paid because our theater's closed because of the virus. So we're doing a fundraiser, uh, which is going to be uh, go to the Baltimore Improv Group YouTube channel, and we'll be streaming all day on Sunday and uh, donate some money if you can to help uh, a lot of really great people have things be a little better. Awesome. I'm going to be tuning in to both of those things because I have frequented both of those things and enjoy both of those things very much. I encourage everyone listening to do that as well. It's a bunch of fun. And what else are you doing? That's true. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, Molly Regan Art on Instagram. I, I sometimes post art, but mostly it's it's my dog now. <laughs> as it should be. Yeah. yeah let's be honest here. <clears throat> yeah. This is the to, real art. Anything to plug, Julia? Yeah, I just want to say that Tracy Jordan probably would have died from trying to swim with manatees. <laughs> that's yes, because he's in Florida, so that's oh yeah. I, I would I would like to say um, since she won't say it that uh, <clears throat> Julia Periwinkle is a medical health professional that works in a nursing home in Baltimore City, which is. Um, has been a hot spot in general across the country, but especially in Maryland. And she still goes every day and gives a, a great deal of shits about what she does. Yeah, And also, she hates that. So, for if you're listening right now, go to your window and shout out it as everyone's been doing right now. With the one you're listening, ring a to. bell. Just ring uh, a bell and shout uh, out yeah. your window randomly. <laughs> two a.m. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's always seven p.m. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Marty, how was that flyover by the Blue Angels or whatever? Was that yeah. sweet? It helped uh, everything, just, didn't it? You know, you know what, Marylanders, buckle up because it's coming for you May second. Oh my hell! Are they dropping N95 masks for us? <laughs> oh, that would be lovely. No, right. all they're all they're doing is dropping huge amounts of testosterone into America's bloodstream yeah! so they Holy can feel shit. a little more macho. <laughs> we're about the we're gonna America. Fuck. Are they we're blasting gonna rock you like fuck. a hurricane? Oh, they should. I mean, it just sounds like a hurricane when it goes over. It's very loud. <laughs> oh, great. So remember. They must have dropped a bunch of testosterone. It's very loud. <laughs> they come outside. It's very loud. It hurt my eardrums on the insides. I didn't like it. I would, I would opt out next time. <laughs> I could feel it in my sinuses. I was very lucky because I wear earplugs all the time anyways. <laughs> Question everything. <laughs> There's no sleep when the moon comes round There's no sleep when the moon comes round I make amends with the day when I rest Oh my god Definitely slept in that class at least by hour and a Honey, waking up, we slept through the alarm again I need you to get up, I'ma take you to kindergarten It's a quarter past, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm late So get up, move on in the work, I'll take your kids one, two, break She's my early morning savior, barcodes confessional The air guitar to my slayer Don't give me nine to five job, I throw bows nine to close See me in the evening slinging potion at the Ivanhoe you got blues, well I can change your color Don't get confused, yellow's right. half of my lover I dedicated a vehicle okay. to a car So when you see that blue cruiser on junction, you know it's on Fan first, although you might think I'm heartless Lay your finger on my team and I will strike the hearts Until the shoulder to my arm gives If I'm swinging, understand I follow through like the IRS When the moon goes round 
Look at me when I'm talking to you and get a phone Don't talk about it, be calm about it And tell your friends to pay the tab before they bounce about it I'm serious man, I'm a serious man Don't believe me, you can talk to DJ or Chris and Nash Young fatherhood hustling in the morning to the after hours And it don't stop There's no sleep when the moon comes round There's no sleep when the moon comes round I make a man of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We, we have, have to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peak Sloth Network at peaksloth.com. Peak Sloth.